worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For to which of the angels did he ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you, and again I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. But when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he says, Who makes his angels spirits, and his ministers a flame of fire. But to the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. And you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain, and they will all grow old like a garment. Like a cloak, you will fold them up, and they will be changed, but you are the same, and your years will not fail. But to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? Verses 1 through 14, all of Hebrews chapter 1. Father, thank you once again for being El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. Thank you for being Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Thank you for being Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Thank you, Lord, for being our King of kings and Lord of lords. Thank you for your sovereignty over all peoples, all nations, all communities, all people all over the earth. Thank you, Father, for loving us with an everlasting love. Father, we pray for many communities that have gone through trauma and difficulty in recent days. We ask that you'd flood the uh, Nashville community with your mercy and grace in view of the tragic shooting that took place yesterday. Father, specifically engulf those families with your spirit of comfort, grace, and and mercy. Minister to their minds and their hearts according to the needs of their lives. In Jesus' name, and let your spirit minister not only to those families, but to the communities as well. For the communities that have been affected by tornadoes and other disasters in recent days, Lord, flood them too with your mercy, grace, and peace. Engulf the Holy Spirit, by the power of your Holy Spirit, the families who've lost, lost loved ones and let your spirit minister to their minds and their hearts according to your perfect will. And Father, Lord, minister to the communities with many people who have lost so much. 
Lord, send forth laborers into all these communities who would pro- proclaim the gospel so that they can come to know the hope that is only found in knowing Jesus Christ. Thank you for your word, the power of your word, the grace of your word, the strength, the encouragement of your word. We thank and praise you for it. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer. Father, we join our brother Paul, who in First Timothy said, Now to the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Father, we lift high your holy name today. We exalt you. We make much of you today. Help us, Father, to uh, impress upon others the greatness and the goodness of you. We ask you to use uh, your Holy Spirit to uh, work in our lives so that we are the very aroma of Christ to those we're around. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. Thank you again for being a part of our listening family. On an ongoing basis, one of our goals through the broadcast is by the power of the Holy Spirit to be a tool and a vessel in the hands of the Lord to encourage you in your walk as a disciple and a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, that we all would grow and to become more and more vibrant, spirit-filled disciples and followers of Christ who are on fire with the Holy Spirit, ready and willing to be used to the Lord in any and every situation, knowing that all of us are called to full-time ministry in the truest sense of the word. Uh, On a pretty regular basis, we're encouraging you to set the goal of reading at least three chapters in your Bible every day. If you haven't started that habit today, it's a good day to start the habit. And parents, we're encouraging you to help your children by having them to read three chapters out loud to you and thus plant the powerful grace-filled, anointing-filled word in the minds and the hearts of our children. There's nothing our children need more than the powerful word of God. Very briefly, something we've shared before, but I want to share with you once again 10 excellent reasons to read God's word every day. Number one, it tells you genuinely how to be saved and how to grow up in your faith. Number two, it gives you clear guidance and direction for much of your life. Three, it empowers your prayer life. Four, Reading the Word daily sharpens your ability to hear the Holy Spirit more and more clearly in your life. Five, the Word ministers to your mind, body, and spirit. Six, God's Word helps you maintain your mental health, as drawn out by Proverbs 4, 20-22. God's Word increases God's anointing. Reading His Word daily increases His anointing on every area of your life, 1 Corinthians 1, 5. And number eight, Reading God's Word daily increases your wisdom in every area of your life, as Proverbs chapters 1 through 3 help us better understand. Number nine, reading the Word daily enhances your intellect and your personality, as addressed by 1 Corinthians 1, 5. And finally, one, of the, one more reason why it's wise to read the Word of God every day is because it pours grace, peace, mercy, and joy into your spirit, your mind, and your life, according to 2 Corinthians Chapter 1, verse 2, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 2, and Galatians 5, 22. I want to share with you an article uh, before we get into reading through the Word. The article is entitled, The Wonderful Ministry of the Holy Spirit, and a reminder that we as believers are to live our whole lives cooperating with the Holy Spirit, flowing in the river of the Holy Spirit continually. The title of this article is, The Wonderful Ministry of the Holy Spirit. John chapter 14, verse 26 But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. 
Again, John chapter 14, verse 26. Then Acts 2, verses 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Again, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. Then Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Again, Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, the church is commanded, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The three persons of the Godhead, the Trinity, are God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity, and He is very present and at work throughout the Word of God. From Genesis to Revelation, the Holy Spirit is active and involved. The Holy Spirit has several unique and very interesting names and or titles. Some of them are the Holy Ghost, the Helper, the Comforter, the Counselor, the Hand of God, the Breath, of God. The Holy Spirit is a fire. He's a river. He's the anointing. He's the kingdom of God. He's the blessing. He's grace. And the list could go on and on. Every name or title of the Holy Spirit has great insight and meaning behind it. And believers could easily do a whole Bible study on each name or title that the Holy Spirit bears. We're very wise to consider and meditate on the titles and the names of the Holy Spirit, and better learn what each name means. Let's consider two of his titles. The Holy Spirit is the Comforter. John chapter 14, verse 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Again, John chapter 14, verse 26. Why do we need a Comforter? One reason that we need a comforter is because so often life can hurt. Life can bring pain, pressure, and difficulty. It can sting and burn. Sadly, often people look for ways to alleviate the pain in life in many of the wrong places. Too many try to soothe their pain with alcohol, drugs, and wrong relationships. Sometimes people indulge in unhealthy lifestyles just to try to numb the pain of life. The blessed Holy Spirit can comfort us in ways that no one or nothing else can. When a person accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit, the source of all comfort, enters their heart and life. And with the Holy Spirit comes peace, joy, wisdom, and encouragement, to name just a few of the blessings. Now, very often, we believers must allow ourselves to be stirred up by the Holy Spirit inside of us to sense His presence, yet He's always there. We can be stirred by the Holy Spirit by reading the Word of God. We can be stirred by the Holy Spirit by praising and worshiping the Lord and by expressing thanks and gratitude to God. We can receive and sense His comfort and encouragement that only He can give. The Holy Spirit is also a fire. The, as Exodus chapter 3, verses 2 through 3 tell us, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. He looked and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. 
And Moses said, I will now turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. Exodus 3, 2 to 3. Then Exodus 13, 21. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way, and by, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, that they might travel by day and by night. Exodus 13, 21. Then Acts chapter 2, verses 2, two to 4. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Again, Acts chapter 2, verses 2 to 4. The Holy Spirit who is the presence of God, is a fire, a supernatural fire. In the natural, fire burns and consumes things. Yet the fire of the Holy Spirit does not consume, but gives life, grace, and light to that which it lights upon. In Exodus 3, the burning bush was not consumed, but it had the light of God on it, and it stood out and pointed Moses to the Word of God. The Holy Spirit within the heart of a believer does the same thing. The fire of the Holy Spirit does not consume us, but it burns within us in a way that causes the world to be pointed to Christ through us and our lives. When the fire of the Holy Spirit is burning brightly within us, he gets the attention of the world and points the world to the Savior who lives inside of us. Our job is to live in such a way that the fire of the Holy Spirit within us is allowed to burn brightly, and this can happen daily through our lives as we live to continually add fuel to the fire. How do we do that? Our life of faithful obedience to Christ and our intimate walk with him determines how bright the fire of the Holy Spirit burns within each one of us. And we'll uh, pick up on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession, and we're reading the article entitled The Wonderful Ministry of the Holy Spirit. We'll be right back.
never gonna be the same again Yeah, you came crashing in, you ripped me, you ripped me The music of Toby Mac with Feel It. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We continue now reading from the article entitled, The Wonderful Ministry of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, who is the presence of God, is a fire, a supernatural fire. In the natural, fire burns and consumes things. Yet the fire of the Holy Spirit does not consume, but gives life, grace, and light to that which it lights upon. In Exodus chapter 3, the burning bush was not consumed, but it had the light of God on it, and it stood out and pointed Moses to the word of God. The Holy Spirit within the heart of a believer does the same thing. The fire of the Holy Spirit does not consume us, but it burns within us in a way that causes the world to be pointed to Christ through us and through our lives. When the fire of the Holy Spirit is burning brightly within us, he gets the attention of the world and points the world to the Savior who lives inside of us. Our job is to live in such a way that the fire of the Holy Spirit within us is allowed to burn brightly. And this can happen daily through our lives as we live to continually, quote-unquote, add fuel to the fire. How do we do that? Our life of faithful obedience to Christ and our intimate walk with Him determines how bright the fire of the Holy Spirit burns within each one of us. Obedience to the Word of God can cause the fire of the Holy Spirit to become a quote-unquote bonfire within us. Neglecting to obey the Word of God and disobedience to God's Word can cause the fire of the Holy Spirit within us to be quenched, as 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19 points out. When we as believers read and meditate on the Word of God daily, we are pouring fuel on the fire of the Holy Spirit within us. When we spend time in prayer daily, we pour fire on the... F- we pour fuel on the fire. When we praise and worship the Lord, giving thanks to Him, we pour fuel on the fire. When we're involved daily, excuse me, when we're involved daily in the sharing of the gospel of Jesus Christ and doing the work of making disciples, we pour fuel on the fire. The fire of the Holy Spirit is truly a fire that burns, burns in the heart of every believer in the world. Yet a very important question each of us is wise to ask is this. How big and bright does the fire of the Holy Spirit burn inside of me? The ball is in your court. Again, the title of the article, The Wonderful Ministry of the Holy Spirit. And if you'd like to get a copy, simply email us at j, excuse me, at joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'll be glad to share this and other articles we've shared. Again, the title of that article, The Wonderful Ministry of the Holy Spirit. We now pick up reading through the Word of God here in the book of Deuteronomy in the Old Testament. Deuteronomy chapter 28, beginning at verse 1. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all His commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your, of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. 
The Lord will cause your enemies to rise against you. Excuse me. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face, and they shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Then all peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your ground, in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens to give the rain to your land in its season, and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them, so you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day, to the right or the left, to go after other gods to serve them. But it shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Cursed shall you be in the city, and cursed shall you be in the country. Cursed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Cursed shall be the fruit of your body and the produce of your land, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Cursed shall you be when you come in, and cursed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will send you the Lord will send on you cursing, confusion, and rebuke you in all that you set your hand to do, until you are destroyed and until you perish quickly, because of the wickedness of your doings in which you have forsaken me. The Lord will make the plague cling to you until he has consumed you from the land which you are going to possess. The Lord will strike you with consumption, with fever, with inflammation, with severe burning, fever, with the sword, with scorching, and with mildew. They shall pursue you until you perish. And your heavens which are over your head shall be bronze, and the earth which is under your feet shall be iron. The Lord will change the rain of your land to powder and dust. From the heaven it shall come down on you until you are destroyed. The Lord will cause you to be defeated before your enemies. You shall go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them. And you shall become troublesome to all the kingdoms of the earth. Your carcasses shall be food for all the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth, and no one shall frighten them away. The Lord will strike you with the boils of Egypt, with tumors, with the scab, and with the itch, from which you cannot be healed. The Lord will strike you with madness and blindness and confusion of heart, and you shall grope 
at noonday as a blind man gropes in darkness. You shall not prosper in your ways. You shall be only oppressed and plundered continually, and no one shall save you. You shall betroth a wife, but another man shall lie with her. You shall build a house, but you shall not dwell in it. You shall plant a vineyard, but you shall not gather its grapes. Your ox shall be slaughtered before your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Your donkey shall be violently taken away from before you and shall not be restored to you. Your sheep, your sheep shall be given to your enemies, and you shall have no one to rescue them. Your sons and your daughters shall be given to another people, and your eyes shall, shall look and fall with longing for them all day long. And there shall be no strength in your hand. A nation whom you have not known shall eat the fruit of your land and the produce of your labor. And you shall be only oppressed and crushed continually. So you shall be driven mad because of the sight which your eyes see. The Lord will strike you in the knees and on the legs with severe boils which cannot be healed. And from the sole of your foot to the top of your head. The Lord will bring you and the king whom you set over you to a nation which neither you nor your fathers have known. And there you shall serve other gods, wood and stone. And you shall become an astonishment, a proverb and a byword among all nations where the Lord will drive you. You shall carry much seed out to the field, but gather little in. For the locust shall consume it. You shall plant vineyards and tend them, but you shall neither drink of the wine nor gather the grapes, for the worms shall eat them. You shall have olive trees throughout all your territory, but you shall not anoint yourself with the oil, for your olives shall drop off. You shall beget sons and daughters, but they shall not be yours, for they shall go into captivity. Locusts shall consume all your trees and the produce of your land. The alien who is among you shall rise higher and higher above you, and you shall come down lower and lower. He shall lend to you, but you shall not lend to him. He shall be the head, and you shall be the tail. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon you and pursue and overtake you until you are destroyed because you did not obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded you. And they shall be upon you for a sign and a wonder and on your descendants forever. Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything, therefore you shall serve your enemies whom the Lord will send against you in hunger, in thirst, in nakedness and in need of everything. And he will put a yoke of iron on your neck until he has destroyed you. The, Lo the Lord will bring a nation against you from afar, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flies, a nation whose language you will not understand, a nation of fierce countenance, which does not respect the elderly nor show favor to the young. And they shall eat the increase of your livestock and the produce of your land until you are destroyed. 
They shall not leave you grain or, or new wine or oil, or the increase of your cattle or the offspring of your flocks, until they have destroyed you. They shall besiege you at all your gates until your high and fortified walls, in which you trust, come down throughout all your land. And they shall besiege you at all your gates throughout all your land, which the Lord your God has given you. You shall eat the fruit of your own body, the flesh of your sons and your daughters, whom the Lord your God has given you, in the siege and des in the siege and desperate straits in which your enemy shall distress you. The sensitive and very refined man among you will be hostile toward his brother, toward the wife of his bosom, and toward the rest of his children whom he leaves behind, so that he will not give any of them the flesh of his children whom he will eat, because he has nothing left in the siege and desperate straits in which your enemy shall distress you at all your gates. The tender and delicate woman among you, who would not venture to set the sole of her foot on the ground because of her delicateness and sensitivity, will refuse to the husband of her bosom and to her son and her daughter, her placenta, which comes out from between her feet and her children whom she bears, for she will eat them secretly for lack of everything in the siege and desperate straits in which your enemy shall distress you at all your gates. If you do not carefully observe all the words of this law that are written in this book, that you may fear the glorious and awesome name, the Lord your God, then the Lord will bring upon you and your descendants extraordinary plagues, great and prolonged plagues, and serious and prolonged sicknesses. Moreover, he will bring back on you all the diseases of Egypt, of which you were afraid, and they shall cling to you. Also every sickness and every plague, which is not written in this book of the law, will the Lord bring upon you until you are destroyed. You shall be left few in number, whereas you were as, whereas you were as the stars of heaven in multitude, because you would not obey the voice of the Lord your God. And it shall be that just as the Lord rejoiced over you to do you good and multiply you, so the Lord, so the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you and bring you to nothing. And you shall be plucked from off the land which you go to possess. Verses 1 through 63, Deuteronomy chapter 28. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We'll be right back. Come 
on Houston, you can say it one time with us. Send down from glory. Many things. Come on, somebody say it. Awesome ruler, awesome gentle redeemer, God with us, God with us, the living truth, and what a friend we have in you, 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 you are an awesome ruler, awesome ruler, gentle This is what we like to call you, Jesus, Jesus, that's what we call you, yeah, you were born in a manger, music of Fred Hammond with You Are the Living Word. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We continue now reading through the Word of God as we pick up now in the New Testament The Gospel of John, chapter 7, beginning at verse 10. But when his brothers had gone up, then he also went up to the feast, not openly, but as it were, in secret. Then the Jews sought him at the feast and said, Where is he? And there was much complaining among the people concerning him. Some said, He is good. Others said, No, on the contrary, he deceives the people. However, no one spoke openly of him for fear of the Jews. Now, about the middle of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and taught. And the Jews marveled, saying, How does this, how does this man know letters, having never studied? Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but his who sent me. If anyone wills to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine whether it is from God or whether I speak on my own authority. He who speaks from himself seeks his own glory, but he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. Did not Moses give you the law, yet none of you keeps the law? Why do you seek to kill me? The people answered and said, You have a demon. Who is seeking to kill you? Jesus answered and said to them, I did one work, and you all marvel. Moses therefore gave you circumcision, not that it is from Moses, but from the Father, but, but from the fathers. And you circumcise a man on the Sabbath. If a man receives circumcision on the Sabbath, so that the law of Moses should not be broken, are you angry with me because I made a man completely well on the Sabbath? Do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. Now some of them from Jerusalem said, Is this not he whom they seek to kill? But look, he speaks boldly, and they say nothing to him. Do the rulers know indeed that this is truly the Christ? However, we know where this man is from. But when the Christ comes, no one knows where he is from. Then Jesus cried out as he taught in the temple, saying, 
You both know me, and you know where I am from. And I have not come of myself, but he who sent me is true, whom you do not know. But I know him, for I am from him, and he sent me. Therefore they sought to take him, but no one laid a hand on him, because his hour had not yet come. And many of the people believed in him and said, When the Christ comes, will he do more signs than these which this man has done? The Pharisees heard the crowd murmuring these things concerning him, and the Pharisees and the chief priests sent officers to take him. Then Jesus said to them, I shall be with you a little while longer, and then I go to him who sent me. You will seek me and not find me, and where I am you cannot come. Then the Jews said among themselves, Where does he intend to go that we shall not find him? Does he intend to go to the dispersion among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? What is this thing that he said, You will seek me and not find me, and where I am you cannot come? On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him should receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Therefore many from the crowd, when they heard this saying, said, Truly this is the prophet. Others said, This is the Christ. But some said, Will the Christ come out of Galilee? Has not the scripture said that the Christ comes from the seed of David and from the town of Bethlehem where David was? So there was a, so there was a division among the people because of him. Now some of them wanted to take him, but no one laid hands on him. Then the officers came to the chief priests and Pharisees, who said to them, Why have you not brought him? The officers answered, No man ever spoke like this man. Then the Pharisees answered them, Are you also deceived? Have any of the rulers of the Pharisees believed in him? But this crowd that does not know the law is accursed. Nicodemus, he who came to Jesus by night, being one of them, said to them, Does our law judge a man before it hears him and knows what he is doing? They answered and said to him, Are you also from Galilee? Search and look, for no prophet has arisen out of Galilee. John chapter 8 And everyone went to his own house. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Now early in the morning, he came again into the temple, and all the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? This they said, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger, as though he did not hear. 
So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest even to the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. The Pharisees therefore said to him, You bear witness of yourself. Your witness is not true. Jesus answered and said to them, Even if I bear witness of myself, my witness is true, for I know where I came from and where I am going. But you do not know where I come from and where I am going. You judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. And yet, if I do judge, my judgment is true. For I am not alone, but I am with the Father who sent me. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I am one who bears witness of myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness of me. Then they said to him, Where is your father? Jesus answered, You know neither me nor my father. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. These words Jesus spoke to the treasure these words Jesus spoke in the treasury as he taught in the temple and no one laid hands on him for his hour had not yet come Then Jesus said to them again I'm going away and you will seek me and will die in your sin Where I go you cannot come So the Jews said will he kill himself because he says where I go you cannot come and he said to them, You are from beneath, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. Therefore I said to you that you will die in your sins, for if you do not, for if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Then they said to him, Who are you? And Jesus said to them, Just what I have been saying to you from the beginning. I have many things to say to I have many things to say and to judge concerning you but he who sent me is true and I speak to the world those things which I heard from him they did not understand that he spoke to them of the father then Jesus said to them when you lift up the son of man then you will know that I am he and that I do nothing of myself but as my father taught me I speak these things, and he who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I always do those excuse me, for I always do those things that please him. As he spoke these words, many believed in him. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, 
We are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say, you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Verses 1 through 36, the Gospel of John, chapter 8. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession, and as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and have never made that eternal decision and step of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior, we want to invite you to make that very important decision today. Today is a great day to be saved. Today is a great day to commit your whole heart and life to the Lord Jesus Christ and be made brand new. If you'd like to make that step, would you simply, from your heart, pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me with an everlasting love. You came into the world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess. Lord, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things that I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, today, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me, fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name we do pray, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer today and committed your heart and life to the Lord, we're very much wanting to connect with you, to be in touch with you. I'd like to share with you some literature and some resources that will help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Please email us so that we can share those resources and items with you that will bless and encourage you in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, the email joseph at afr.net. If you'd like to get a copy of the article we read earlier, again, The Wonderful Ministry of the Holy Spirit and or 10 Excellent Reasons to Read God's Word Daily, again, simply email us at joseph at afr.net, the same email. We're glad to share that with you as well. As always, we appreciate you being a part of our listening family. My email one more time, joseph at afr.net. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.